Welcome to Haunter Escapes with Chris and Diane. This podcast will talk about strange and mysterious stories from around the world. Some will be about places we've been and experienced for ourselves. As well as things we've learned and read about, including hauntings, folklore, and cryptids. Join Join us on our Haunted Haunted Escapes. Escapes. Welcome to Haunter Escapes with Chris and Diane. Hello. Today we're going to be doing an episode talking about skinwalkers. Okay, I think I know a little bit about them, but I'm going to see what you have to say on these. So, first... I'm not an expert on this by any means. This is just something that you watch a lot of YouTube videos out there and everybody, oh, there's a skinwalker, my dog's a skinwalker, there's a skinwalker in my yard, and they're from like all over the country, so. They're saying that your dog is a skinwalker? No, some people have videos on there saying that their dogs are skinwalkers. So they're saying that Grayson, our dog, is could be a skinwalker. They're not saying our dog is, but they're saying that their dogs are. I'll have to look up some traits and see how to tell if your dog is a skinwalker. Yes. Uh, So the things that I've been reading have been, they, this one guy I was watching a video when he was talking all about the skinwalkers and he's he is like Navajo and he was saying how again all these people say that there's these skinwalkers all over and in his in like their religion their lore they're really only in the lands of the Navajo the Navajo nation that's kind of where they're centered at okay and the Navajo Nation is made up, it's like within the boundaries of these four sacred mountains. And the four sacred mountains are, I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the names because I'll just massacre it. But essentially, they have a, they assign the mountains a color and a direction. So they have one that is, they're named after the four cardinal directions and they each have a color. So one is blue which is in the east. Okay. The other is yellow in the south. And then there's a black one in the west. And then there's a white one in the north. And they're, they surround their areas. There's, they're in Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona. Okay. So what this video was talking about was like how these Navajo, the whole skinwalker thing, it was in their lore and their legends and their histories. They were not always like evil individuals, which they try to, everybody says they are nowadays in TV and everything. It would be, from what this guy was saying, he was talking about how they would be like medicine men who would, through training and all kinds of rituals, they would be able to like sacredly they could trans take on the the characteristics of animals so they could get around and they could do things to help people oh so they could just move faster and stealthier and stuff yeah and it, they would use these things so they could help people and do good things but then apparently there are always those people who want to try to find quick ways to get around they they want to like find shortcuts yeah so they would like commune with like these dark spirits and stuff and they would tell them how they would be able to give them shortcuts to learn how to do the shape-shifting. So then is there good skinwalkers and bad skinwalkers? I mean, I would think possibly, maybe, but I, again, I don't, I'm not an expert on this. This is just something I was watching. It just said that they were not always bad and now it's just kind of, there probably are then I guess. 
But I don't know. You'd have to ask somebody who's Navajo, and they could tell you a lot more than me. I'm just going over things that I've read, and it's an interesting topic. And it says how uh, so this these dark spirits told these people that basically they would give them shortcuts to perform these rituals. Well, the shortcuts to perform the rituals. Apparently, like, one of the things they have to do is you have to sacrifice somebody close to you, whether it's, like, your a lover, a brother, a sister, a child. Oh, wow. And then once you did that, there were a bunch of other things that you would have to do on top of that, which I don't know what they are. It's, like, a... Niggas secret yeah, it's, I, Navajo. Yeah, yeah, so they, I'm not going to go acting like I know anything. I just... These few things I read about research says that this was one of the things that you would have to do. And then once you would do it, a lot of the things are like necromancing type things. So, Ew. like, they make all kinds of weapons out of bone darts. And they can make this powder where they take, like, a skull. Mm-hmm. And they crush it. And I guess they do some kind of ritual around it. A human skull? Yeah. And then they can take, like... Uh, they make do like a ritual and then they can blow it on your face and it can cause you to forget where you're at. It can cause all kinds of curses that it's like a curse can be put on you. And then the only way you can actually get rid of it is you'd have to quickly find a medicine man who would be able to do a ritual that would be able to counter the curse. So it's, yeah, it's all really bad stuff and then like they have bone darts that are they can like do poison people and then I heard I read a couple things that said that there was like necrophilia involved whether or not it is I don't know these are things that I've just read and again not I'm not Navajo so I'm not trying to say I know these things this is just stuff that I've read if anybody listening to this does is Navajo and knows these things and is able to actually share it I would be welcome to hear about it because there's a lot of people who just don't know anything about it and everybody just, everybody thinks that there's a skinwalker here My YouTube. I mean, just look at the scary videos on YouTube. There's skinwalkers in almost every horror, thre- uh, horror thread. So I've heard about Skinwalker Ranch also. Has there been any actual skinwalkers seen there? Or is that more UFOs? Well, there's apparently, it was, there was a book written by some people who worked there under, uh, when they were doing, like, research, and they wrote down that, like, there's a story, the one story is when the family first moves in, the Sherman family, they move in, and they're, like, their first day there, they're unpacking, and they see this giant wolf that comes walking near them, and it comes walking over very lackadaisical, very, like, mellow, and they don't know what to do, and the wolf comes over them and it's like docile and it seems almost friendly and it comes up to them and they actually like they're some of them are petting it mm-hmm. and stuff like that and they think that maybe it's just tame or it's a person's pet it could just been domesticated yeah well then the wolf happens to see a calf sticking its head out of the pen and immediately the wolf goes after goes after this calf and it's trying to locks its jaws on its head and it's trying to pull it out of the pen and the guy tries they're trying to hit it hit the wolf with like shovels boards and it's not flinching it doesn't mm-hmm. feel anything so then the guy he was hungry yeah right and the guy calls for his son to go get his gun and his son brings him he's got like a 45 magnum yeah and he shoots the wolf 
and it uh, it like doesn't even phase it. Did he so, hit the wolf? Yeah, he, he says he hits the wolf, but it like doesn't even seem to phase it. So then he takes another shot and he shoots it point blank. Mm-hmm. And again, it just jostles the wolf back a little bit. He just shakes it off. Yeah, and then <laughs> the wolf like backs up a little bit, and it's still like staring at them. Well, then the rancher he 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 he's worried about the wolf being on the land, so he calls his son to get his rifle. Yeah. And he fires at the wolf again. He shoots the wolf with the rifle, and it doesn't seem to phase it. It just like flinches. So then he takes a second shot. And he says it's, he's like really close and he fires a second shot and apparently where it hits, the guy says he sees like a chunk of skin from the, from the wolf fall out. But the thing just like shakes it off and then just turns and goes walking off towards the woods. And that's one of a characteristic of a skinwalker is that they're like hard to kill yeah apparently there's really only one way to kill them and it's some kind of they have a weakness it's made with ash and you have to have like a bullet dipped in ash or there are other things like that in order to you can use to kill one and this guy obviously don't know that so he's just firing at it thinking it's a regular wolf yeah well then it gets his son and they decide they're going to track it yeah. So they track it through the woods, they follow the footprints, and the footprints lead all the way through the woods up to, like, this river. Mm-hmm. When it gets to the river, all of a sudden the footprints, they disappear. Oh. There's no more footprints, they don't see the animal anywhere, they're looking all over, they don't know where it went. Could he just, like, went for a swim? Uh, he doesn't really say if it goes for a swim, like, maybe, but he says that it looks like the animal... Wasn't is just gone. The and there story. wasn't like any blood or anything. No, there's no blood trails. Wow. Nothing. The guy just tracks the footprints. And then yeah, by now it's like getting dark, and he doesn't want to be in the woods in the dark with this thing around. Mm-hmm. So they head back to the ranch, and one of the parts of the one of the versions of the story goes that on his way back he stumbles across the area where he shot the wolf. Yeah. And there's a and he finds the skin. Ooh. Like the flesh, but when he goes to like inve- check the flesh and investigate it, here it's like cadaver flesh. It's like dead. Oh, so he's a zombie skinwalker wolf. Well, it's like yeah, like the thing is dead, which he doesn't really understand because he doesn't understand how it could be like that because it was alive when he shot it. So then he walks. So they go back to the house and they check into the house and they find out that here the house has all kinds of locks on the doors and the windows and there's chains coming off of the side where they think they used to keep big guard dogs because of these things that happened on the ranch. So the family locks all the doors and everything and then they just wait for this creature and then it doesn't really talk about them seeing that wolf anymore at least. I haven't read the book but from the videos, this is when most of the videos, they don't talk about the wolf again. Okay. But then they talk about, like, they were, the people, the family on the ranch would hear noises, and they would hear, like, tapping and scratching on the walls. But when you turn into a skinwalker, are you still, like, alive, or does it, like... I don't know, kill your body? So, one of the things that I was reading, it says that, essentially, I think it works where they'll, like, take it, they kill an animal. Okay. And then by wearing the animal's skins, Mm -hmm. they can take on the traits of that animal. So, the skinwalker is a living person. 
but they take on the skins of the animal and it endows them with these supernatural powers. But then also part of like their, I guess, their bargain they make when they do this spell, mm-hmm. they, they're they almost like immortal, but they have to, the one story I read says that the only way they can stay from, like stay alive is they have to constantly kill things. Oh, wow. So it's like you have to constantly kill something and it'll keep rejuvenating your life force so you can stay alive and all that stuff. So, yeah. So then back to the Skinwalker farm thing. So then the story talks about they see... Uh, it doesn't really go into too many more Skinwalker-type things after that. Then it goes into, like, they think UFOs and these lights that show up on the ranch and they have uh, all kinds of, like, the steer go move from one location to another and mm-hmm. they don't know how they could have done it because there's no tracks or any kind of... Like, showing that these animals moved, but they'll be in this place at one point, and then they find them, and they're, like, in the pen to one part, mm-hmm. and then they happen to find them over in, like, the shed later on, and they don't know how they got there. So they were just, like, transported? Yeah, and the animals are, like, dazed and stunned and stuff, and then they wind up splashing, I think it, the story was the guy splashes water on it, and then the animals, like, go crazy, and they're freaking out, and they... They, like, oh. break open the little shed thing that they're being kept in. So then is it the, the reason they call it Skinwalker Ranch? Is that just because of the wolf incident? I think that and I probably, the, I think the location is in an area where they talk about how, where, like, these creatures can, like, be around. The people who wrote the book, when they were, like, they questioned the guy who lived there... Mm-hmm. A lot of the things he says don't really match up with what the book says. Oh, so it's like two different. So versions. it's kind of, yeah. So it's like he asked, they asks a reporter asked him about the wolf incident, and the guy says that it's similar, but it didn't actually happen that way. Hmm. So it's it's like, is it real? Is it not real? Who really knows? And then you have there are things that he says that were explainable and that no they didn't happen but then there are other things like the weird lights that they say they actually did happen and they're written down that they happen but then with all this investigation nobody has caught any kind of real real evidence about any of it that's crazy so it's all just kind of up in the air it's hearsay it's a story it's a story and then the guy who owns it now he opened it up to the sci-fi channel all that mm-hmm. and they now have their little people who go over there and they do their shows and they're making all kinds of money off of it so now it really makes it look mm-hmm. it's is it real or is it just these people are just trying to make money on it see i've i've heard about the skinwalker range forever so i would have thought that there was tons of evidence coming from yeah you would think it but no it's all just like word of mouth it's like people saying, oh yeah 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 we saw that yeah this happened yeah that happened but there's but all the real thing it's like really crappy photos that don't show anything that's disappointing <laughs> yeah i mean the stories it's they're stories you yeah. don't know it's just like all the stories out there are they real or they're not real it's there's no evidence like ghosts. You yeah. believe in ghosts, but there's no definitive Hardcore proof that yeah. shows it. Now, people will have videos and things, and they'll say this is real, but then you're all going to have a, a skeptic or a scientist. Well, no, it's this that's causing that. So it's the same type of thing. That's how it is with all these types of paranormal things. But Well, I guess the eyewitness testimony is the best 
evidence you could have for stuff like that. Yeah, but eyewitnesses, they can be doing it just to make stuff up. Because they uh, want to get too. famous or they want to get profit off yeah. of it. Like the people who wrote this book, they made money off of it. Because they sold all this, they sold the books, and they made money off of the books. Mm. So it's like, is it is it real, or is it just people just trying to make a living off of these stories and stuff? Hmm. And the Skinwalker Ranch, it's in Utah, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Is it near, like, any government testing facility? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really know. There's always... That's also a thing that people can always say, that it's the government doing yeah. stuff, because... And apparently there was actually, the government actually stationed people at Skinwalker Ranch for like two years. Because of all of the reports coming yeah, out of it? Yeah, to see if they could find anything. And they didn't really find anything either. Or if they did, they're, they're keeping it all on their lock and key. And nobody knows. It's all, uh, it's all, it's all hearsay. Nobody knows for sure. You can't see it. It's just, yes, I did. No, I didn't. You got proof? Well, no, it's just what I tell you. So why don't they just come out and say, how big of a panic could there be? Oh, come on. You know, if, <laughs> if aliens are real and if all of a sudden it came out that they were and that they were here doing all kinds of stuff, oh, come on. It would be wide-scale panic. Well, you'd have your believers. You'd have the people who want to be abducted. And you have the people who'd be afraid. And then you'd have the people who just, you know, eh. They're here, so what? Yeah, but if you think about aliens and stuff coming, if an alien's coming to this planet, it's not going to be for to say, oh, hey, how you doing? Let's join, like Star Trek, come join our federation of planets. No, it's going to be the same way anybody goes to a new area to colonize. They're going to want to take whatever you have. It's going to be for wealth and to get resources. And if aliens are real and if they do travel here, then there's go- it's going to be because they want something that our planet has that their planet doesn't. I don't think they're going to come here to be friendly. If an alien invasion happens, I, I believe that it would be they would literally come down and they would probably wipe us out or enslave us. And then they would just harvest the planet for whatever materials they need. Well, I remember seeing a show, I believe it was a documentary, back in the late 80s, early 90s, about a little lovable alien that comes and crashes into the roof of his family's house. He's a little gold color, and he's from (coughs) Melmac. And I like to think that all aliens are like that. Yeah, Alf is a documentary. But I don't know. The way I see it is that these beings are supposed to be so more advanced than us. Why would they need to have Earth? And that's what I'm saying. If they're coming here, it's because they need something that we have on this planet that they don't have on theirs. Anyway, this is supposed to be about skinwalkers, and we're talking about aliens. <laughs> so the, this whole skinwalker thing from this this guy who I was watching and a couple of things I was reading. Apparently, like, these skinwalkers, their power is kind of limited. It's limited to within the Navajo lands. So, so it, you it, can't go to, like, Canada. No. So, like, the, the, the guy says, like, people over in, like, New York mm-hmm. or Maine saying they got skinwalkers running around. He's like, for a skinwalker to really be able to get out of... The Navajo lands and traveled all the way over here away from their sacred mountains, which is where they derive all their powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
he said they would have to be like insanely powerful. We're talking like super villain powerful. And he's like, it's it, the guy says he's like it. It's very unlikely. He's like, can I say it's impossible? No, he's like, but it's very unlikely. He said the Skinwalkers would. They're mainly in that area. So it has to be within those four mountains. Yeah, because that's because like the Navajo and a lot of. Not just them, just a lot of different peoples. Mm-hmm. They derive power through, they they worship the earth and these mountains. I mean, mountains are a thing of power in a lot of different religions. I mean, Mount Fuji, you have Olympus. Mm-hmm. Even with Christianity, it's uh, what Mount uh, Sinai, which is where the ark gets crashed on or whatever they think. Yeah. It's because these are points that are closest to the sky and when you're on the ground and you don't know any better, you look up and you see it's all the way up there in the sky. You think that that's where God is, the God gods, whatever. Mm. And that's the closest point. So they would get, they feel that that can bring, they can get power through that. But yeah, so like all these, the, the guy, he says, he's like, yeah, he's like, so if your dog or your cat's doing anything weird or uh, strange, he's like, it, it most likely isn't a skinwalker. He's like, it's probably just your pet doing something weird you should go get looked at. <laughs> but I mean, the stories are, are cool, and but I, I know if I believe in them, I ain't gonna say no. I ain't gonna, I mean, who am I to say if it's real or not? I, I don't know. I'm just a measly speck in the world. And it's one thing, like, scientists and stuff, they think that they know everything and that everything in the world, they figured it all out. I don't believe we have. I believe that there are mysteries and there are things in the world that are just unknown. And you just, you don't know. You don't know if it's real. Anything could be, could be possible. So, would they... Would a skinwalker come after you for a reason, or would you, is it a thing where you just, they're doing their own thing and you'll just happen upon one? Well, that that depends. Some of them, there's this one story that I read, oh, another skinwalker story, it was about this one, he was a, like a farmer, a Navajo farmer, mm-hmm. and he was traveling from his house in, it was somewhere in like... Nevada or something, and he was going to New Mexico, and he's, or to Mex or regular Mexico, and he's traveling by, and he winds up coming across, he, like, sneaks up on this person who it looks like, he sees, like, in the distance, it looks like a coyote, but it's, like, larger than a coyote should be. Okay. And it just looks off, so he goes around it, around the back, and he's like sneaking up in order to get a to get a view of it. And he gets real close to it, and he realizes that it's some kind of a strange creature. And he like shoots it with his with a gun, mm-hmm. and then he runs away, yeah. and he escapes. And when he goes to his his family, his family's tell him that well now that he's done that he can't he can never leave to go back to his home because that was a skinwalker and now because he did that that skinwalker's family is going to be hunting for him so the whole will never like let him rest until they can find him and kill him so he has to stay here where they're at so he has to stay off of navajo lanes or yeah 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 pretty much because if he goes back over there they'll be able to catch him and They'll be able to kill him. So as long as he stays away, then he's safe. Yeah, because that's their that's where their pet again, that's where their power is derived from. That's where they gain their abilities. And to go outside of that they lose they lose the lose the powers that are like bestowed on them. That's crazy. 
crazy. Yeah, and like as far as if you look at it from spiritual and you believe that it is like this ritual that they do and they can learn these things, and but then you can also look at it from a, a skeptic's perspective or mm-hmm. from something like looking at it historically wise, and it very well could have gotten a start because they killed you know people who would kill animals. Mm-hmm. They would wear their skins for yeah. different things, and even if they don't get real, like, supernatural powers, they're learning. They know how to use herbs and concoctions to make things. And, yeah. And they probably use them, and then they can maybe find it, make some kind of a tincture or something that'll give them, make them have more stamina. So now they can wear a, a deer's skin, and they're running around on all fours after taking this tincture, and it makes mm-hmm. it look as if this human has now yeah. gotten... The powers of this animal. They must smell it. Well, I'm sure after they do it, they clean it and add stuff. I don't think they're just gutting it and putting the dirty animal skins on. But yeah, there's a there's a bunch of really cool stories about skinwalkers that are they're actually in the Navajo lands. Or there's another one where there's this guy who he's hunting. Yeah. And he's on the Navajo lands, and he winds up going out, and he like feels uneasy, like. It's, person has like let they own land in this area yeah and the guy's a hunter and he's friends with the guy so he lets him onto his grounds so he goes in there and he's gonna go hunting for deer okay well once he gets out there he's he's it's he's like waiting for this deer and he doesn't hear anything and it gets real eerie so he journeys out to he's like well instead of just waiting i want to go look so he goes out and he climbs a tree and as he's in the tree he sees this deer come walking over but it's walking like it's got a weird gait like the way it's moving is strange Okay. And the deer, like, walks up to a tree, and it starts, like, smashing its head against the tree. Oh. Until, like, brain splatters on the tree. Oh. And then the deer eats this brain fluid or whatever, and then as it does it, the guy says in the story, he says the deer turns and it's looking right at him, and it stands up on two legs. And it's, like, looking at him, and something that these... These skinwalkers have they have the ability to like read minds and to like oh tell telepathy like go uh-huh. in your mind and speak to you that way. Uh-huh. And he says he's staring at this deer and the thing's on its hind legs. It looks right at him and he hears in his head a voice coming from the deer that says that I see you. Oh no! And he said after it happens, he like he's petrified. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go down out of the tree, so he stays in the tree, and he just stays there all night long, and he dozes off. And then after however long, when he thinks that it's safe enough and Uh that this creature, this deer-like creature is gone, he gets down off of the... He, like, scrolls... He runs down the tree, and he takes off, and he runs away. I would, too. And then he contacts the guy who owns the land, and he's, like, talking to the guy, and he's like, look, there was another... Some kind of person there. They looked at me, and they talked to me, and the guy's like, that's that's impossible. You're the only one on the land. It's Mm -hmm. my land. I have a camera at the gate. You're the only one who had the key, and we didn't see nobody come in and out other than you. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's another one of the stories, and that's another, was it a skinwalker or not? But if it was a skinwalker, would he mark that guy now and try to find him? Well, usually, the I think they have to use their potions or their powders oh, okay. or something to, like, mark you. This is just something where he saw it and looked at him, and... 
and you know scared him. And yeah. then once it left, he just took off and he just didn't go back to that land to hunt again. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And neither would I. But yeah, the, and then there's a bunch. There's a, all kinds of stories like that. But essentially, yeah, the big thing with these skinwalker stories is that according to this this YouTube guy and this video, these things I was reading. Mm-hmm that their power is really kind of limited to that area. Now, whether there's another creature mm. out there that we don't know what it is, and people just... Th- now, there are, like, shapeshifters. All cultures have shapeshifter stories. Yeah. I mean, you have werewolves, the dogmen, all yeah. kinds of stuff like that. So people might think that it's a skinwalker, but according to, the, to like, these this, this stuff that I was reading that are written by... People who are like from the Navajo Nation. The only time you really got to worry about it being a real skinwalker is in their lands, because yeah. that's where they live. That's where they are. They they're from. Mm-hmm. That's where they're located. That's where their power comes from. So yeah, it's just it was it was very interesting, and I was just reading it, and I real I kind of went down the rabbit hole. I was watching a bunch of videos all about it, and I was like, you know what I. Just touch on this with uh, on the podcast, so that's why we decided I would do a Skinwalker podcast. And now, if anybody out there has thinks that they've ran into a Skinwalker or whatnot, please tell us in our in the comments. Email us your stories, and I would very much like to hear about. Them. I mean, that would be very interesting. They're a lot scarier than I thought they were. Yeah, I mean, just the fact. Uh, I mean, just if I'm if you're over and those lands and there's somebody just following you dressed like that is just weird enough and if they actually do have the ability to take on these these creatures these animals yeah like abilities it's it's some scary stuff but it's something i don't really think that that the native indians really speak of because i think it's like i think it's like taboo type thing and if you Mm -hmm. talk about it the creatures can like find you oh yeah oh wow okay but yeah so I just thought it was a really interesting set of stories. The Navajo, there were another tribe called the it's called the Ute tribe, and they were at war with the Navajo. Okay. And the Ute tribe believe that like the Navajo have stationed like skinwalkers in and around their areas to like harass them and stuff because they were at war with each other for years. Oh wow! So it's just it's it's just interesting. There's a lot mm-hmm. of other stuff that you have to take in that I don't really want to get into because again, not I'm not a Navajo. I'm not Native American, I'm, and I don't want to really mess anything up or I don't want to offend anybody. It's just it was a story stories that I thought were very interesting, and the fact that the guy was saying how it's like they really wouldn't be all the way over here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. They would be in that area. Yeah. It's like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, though. and it, I just figured I would just bring that up and talk about it. So if you liked this podcast and this story, please tell us in the comments. And yeah, that's pretty much everything I have to say. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that I could go into, but we're already hitting over a half hour, and I don't want to run this too long. So I would recommend do a little bit of research on your own if you're interested in it. Look it up, and yeah, it's. There's so many interesting folklore and legends and stories out there. The world's a very interesting place, and there's so many things, so many 
cultures, beliefs, and stuff that we can I find interesting for you to like look up and learn about. So anyway, that's everything that I I'm going to say for today. Uh, thank you for listening to Honor Escapes with Chris and Diane. Yes, rate us on Spotify. Give us a like. Join our Facebook page. Follow us on all the social medias except for Twitter. We're not on Twitter yet. I'm gonna try to get that done this weekend. And we also have merchandise. Um, if you are a fan of our Facebook page, I have links all over the place for our merchandise. Yeah, you can go on to go through the links. The website is called. It's on T Public. You could just do a search for Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane on there. Also, we have a lot of cool designs: phone cases, T-shirts, hoodies. I think you'd like it. Yeah, Diane made up most of the. The little artwork on the shirts and everything. So that's all her her ideas. We have some with our logo. And uh, yeah. So if you're interested. By all means go check it out. And uh, thank you once again for joining us on our Haunted Escapes. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.